0: This is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett.
1: And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie.
0: And this is We're Too Old for This podcast. Here is the skinny. It's the skinny.
1: It's <laughs> <is> very skinny.
0: <laughs> so skinny. Uh, here's what we do. We We are two good buddies that watch buddy movies. And then we decide how the movie friendship measures up to our own. This week, we are covering... Rush Hour, 1998, starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. And I got to say, I, I think this hour is going to rush right by for the listener because it's going to be so hilarious. Woof.
1: <laughs> Good night, We're everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Well, first of all, what would you think of Rush Hour?
1: Um, I think it's delightful. You know, I was kind of fi- like, oh, I got to watch this movie before this podcast, blah, 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 blah. And, Which is your
0: general attitude uh, yeah. towards most things?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And uh, and then you know I you know I was kind of in a, a funk, and then I watched this movie, and I remembered um, just how amazing Jackie Chan is. He's just so mm-hmm. good. Um, and Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker is just Tucker a is ball amazing. of charisma.
0: Charming is the word I would use. It's just full of charm yep. and, and fun. It was yeah. Uh, it's, I w- de-
1: it's a delight. Uh,
0: In honor of Jackie Chan, I will be performing all my own stunts during this podcast.
1: Yes, that will be expected because sitting and talking is what you do best.
0: And I'm probably going to pull something, you know, have a hernia (laughs) of some kind. A Charlie Uh, horse. So for those people, before we get into the movie, for those people who don't know us or aren't as familiar with us, uh, why don't we tell a little bit about each other? I'm going to describe who you are and you can describe who
1: me is. That sounds good. Okay. Well, you are Brendan Boogie. I am. Um, That is your given name, Boogie. And Mm -hmm. um, you, I have known for a while. Um, You're an extraordinary filmmaker. Thank you. A less extraordinary musician.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Fair.
1: Um, And all around good buddy.
0: Oh, thank you, Abby. That was very nice. So Abby Barrett is an extraordinary musician, a cat owner. You should put that first. Dog trainer, yep. um, mm-hmm. a sheep herder, and a donkey whisperer. <laughs> that <I think> those, <laughs> that's generally what we know about you.
1: I do like to whisper to the donkeys.
0: You do. Mm-hmm. What do you whisper to them? It's a secret. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Don't want to get between you and your donkey. No, please don't. That's the catchphrase of Abby <laughs> Bart's life. Don't mm-hmm. get between me and my donkey. <laughs> So why don't you take us through the movie and kind of tell us, you know, it's been it's nineteen ninety rush hour. Why don't you kind of take us through what happened?
1: Um, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Um, it's very quick, uh, moves swiftly. Fast-paced. Lots of yeah, lots of action, action packed, funny dialogue. It kind of starts with a scene with Chris Tucker, who is a police officer for the LAPD, um, and he is undercover, um, about to bust this guy. For selling C4, which is an explosive, if people don't know,
0: C4 is an explosive. It's an explosive, oh, okay. as far as I know. Yeah,
1: and he kind of messes it up. I mean, he does get the guy, and but he kind of blows up a city street in the process. Um, so now, um, this is where I already forget what happens in the movie. But meanwhile, there is a um, Chinese diplomat whose daughter gets kidnapped when right. they move to America. Um, And so they basically need some people from the FBI to help locate his daughter, and there's a whole ransom situation. And they ask the LAPD to send over somebody to kind of babysit Jackie Chan's character who wants to help, but the FBI doesn't want anything to do with him. Um, You will have to watch this movie in its entirety for you to understand how I'm explaining this. Um,
0: I think you're doing a fantastic job, as always. (laughs) You're well known for your. I'm so your good at explaining clear things. recaps. <laughs> so That's
1: basically, tune in for. yeah. So basically, the, the uh, LAPD police chief is like, "All right, well, I'm going to get Chris Tucker on this." It's
0: not a good job. It's it's uh, it's babysitting. It's, it's babysitting, and th- basically, they're trying to give him the uh, give uh, Detective Carter, who's played by Chris Tucker. They're trying to give him kind of the crappy job to kind of keep Jackie Ch- Detective Lee, who's Jackie Chan, out of the way. Exactly.
2: Cap, I know you read the paper. They lying. You know I wouldn't do nothing like that. They over-exaggerate. You know how the paper is. They just want a story. Two officers were shot. One man lost a pinky. But did nobody die? You destroyed half a city block. That block was already messed up. And you lost a lot of evidence. We still got a little bit left. What you did was dangerous and completely against policy. And not only that... You did a good job. What? Everyone around here is so image conscious. Everybody's so afraid of their own goddamn shadow. It's nice to meet an L A detective who's willing to lay it on the line. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the same way I feel. That's what I've been trying to tell everybody. See, ever so often we have to let the general public know that we can still blow shit up. You're goddamn right. That's the only way I work, Captain. Yeah. So that mean I ain't getting suspended. Suspended? Are you kidding? I don't even know why I said that. Why? I just got a call from the Fbi. A 10-year-old daughter of a Chinese diplomat was kidnapped this morning, mm. and they want you on the case. FBI want me? That's right. Stop lying. I don't lie. Tell the truth. I'm telling the truth. Thank you, Cap. Woo! Congratulations, Carter. Appreciate it. You are going to the show. Hey, I ain't gonna let you down, I'm gonna look out for you. When I go to the top, I'm gonna make you mad. I'm ready, didn't. Woo! Hey, listen up. If anybody needs me, I'm going to be working a big, big case for the FBI. And
0: that is followed by more dancing. I noticed a lot of references to Michael Jackson in this movie. I think I, I started tallying how many Michael Jackson jokes and dances there were. I think there was up to like four.
1: Yeah, I, I looked it up, and I think Tucker and Michael Jackson were actually buds.
0: Oh, okay. So that's why he kept trying to put those uh, references in. Yep. I will say, you know, sometimes when we look at these, these movies from... You know, the 80s, 90s, times like that. There is quite a lot of uh, cops doing things their own way and sort of not following the rules. And it's less charming now than it was then.
1: (laughs) There's a whole Maverick thing going on that's just not great. Turns out a lot of movies from the past don't hold up for various reasons. (laughs) The sexual harassment in this movie, for one.
0: (laughs) Right. There is quite a bit of sexual sexual harassment harassment. from your charming lead, uh, Detective Carter, who sexually harasses his his colleague quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, But um, so he blows things up, sexually harasses his colleague, and has no consequences from it whatsoever. Nope.
1: So then it's eventually Carter has to go pick up Jackie Chan's character and... um, Essentially, start uh, babysitting him. And the first time they meet each other is right outside. Um, it's right outside uh, when uh, Jackie Chan de-planes And uh, there's a little bit. Nice
0: use of the word deplanes. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I've been on a few flights in my day. <laughs> um, it's a strong
0: verb choice.
1: So they meet each other and there's a lot of yelling. And in fact, one of my favorite all time lines from any movie is in this scene.
2: Please tell me you speak English. I'm Detective Carter. Do you speak uh, any English? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I cannot believe this shit. First, I get a bullshit assignment. That Mr. don't even speak American come on I'm a rat
0: over you. So in a, in addition to sexual harassment and and police brutality there's of course the casual racism.
1: Sure. But I'm sorry that line where he's like do you understand the words that are coming out <laughs> of my classic. mouth. It's a classic. Oh, it's one of my
0: favorites. M- movie classic. Um I will say later on it turns out of course that that uh, detective Lee does speak English and sort of says, "Oh, you assumed I didn't." But then looking back on that, he did kind of just the first time ask, "Hey, do you speak English?" in not that rude of a way at first mm-hmm. it got rude as it went in but so it escalated so uh now we've got we've got the the combination of detective carter and detective lee together yes um then what happens
1: well it doesn't go so well because Lee, I mean, Carter wants to kind of solve this case on his own. So he starts asking questions around town. Um, But Lee wants to get to the consulate so he can also start investigating this. Um, And they're basically both being screwed over by the FBI, who wants neither of them to investigate this. Um, And really, they, you know, they track the kidnappers to a Chinese restaurant. They stake it out. And up to this point, they haven't really hit it off um and then all of a sudden there's a lot
0: of conflict a lot of chasing each other around yep, a lot of guns at each other
1: amazing stunts
0: there's a lot of stunts a lot of you stunts know, like jackie chan jumps up on a bus then then chris tucker jumps on the bus and then he handcuffs him to a car steering wheel but then he takes the steering wheel off and it, you know it's it's quite a you know it's a jackie chan movie there are a <laughs> yeah, lot of there's, stunts there's
1: a lot of stunts i'm sure there's a lot of injuries. Um, but they kind of bond to uh, this song by Edwin Starr called War. What is it good for?
0: Absolutely I nothing. I heard it's, I heard it was good for some things. No, no, absolutely nothing. Wow,
2: Ooh. yeah, What well, is it is a good for absolutely nothing. No, no, knows war. Everybody knows war, Ooh. yeah, well, it is a good for absolutely nothing. Good God. You all. It ain't you all, it's y'all. 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 You sound like a karate movie. Y'all. Yo. Say it from right here with some soul. Y'all. Yo. Yo. Y'all. 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 Let me show your goofy ass how to do this. Good God, y'all. What is it
0: good So then he proceeds to teach uh. Lee how to dance
1: yes and in turn Lee teaches him how to grab a gun from somebody who's pointing
0: at you right I would hope that you know were my daughter kidnapped that the cops on the case would take the time to have a dance party with each other I, I, th- I think I would appreciate that I would be like hey this is really going well right now I yes, yeah. my daughter's about to be murdered um, but go ahead and have a dance party
1: well yeah they gotta like let off some steam somehow Sure you know did, it's did, all about did, like the home work balance is that what yeah it was? that's what they're doing there spiritual you know and and you know pl- business with pleasure
0: a, did you did anyone ever teach you how to dance did you do you remember like someone no else to teach you I that? was
1: just born naturally talented at dancing as you're quite the dancer I am quite the dancer world famous yeah. in fact
0: <laughs> world famous dancer did
1: anybody ever Actually, teach you how to dance yes, I've my never mother, seen. You dance
0: i' I'm actually not a bad dancer for a larger man, okay, but like the uh my mother fed me when I was young, fed you know we listened to her records you know and old scratchy records, and she listened to basically all, you know speaking of Edwin Starr, she's basically all Motown music. My mother was a huge Motown head she's from that generation, and so she actually taught me how to dance so very, very early on, I was listening to Motown, so I think that helped me. Now, if you if people all in the world see me dancing, they'll be like, "Oh, that's why yeah. he's he's such a great dancer." Did you just call your mom a Motown head? Motown head, okay. yeah. I don't think that's a thing. Really? Yeah. Um, what if I make What if I make it a thing? Mm-hmm. What if I have just coined something?
1: I don't know that you can try.
0: Yeah, well, I am. All right. I'm going to try well, things. I'm just don't letting you know it's me from it's not working. It's not working. No, try again don't, later. Don't, I will. I will try again later with something else. Yes. Thank you. With another Thank podcast. You, Ms. Thank you. Thank you on another podcast. <laughs>
1: All right, and then finally they're waiting out. They're doing their dancing and their stunts, and they're waiting outside the restaurant, and the bad guys finally come into the restaurant, and uh, Carter goes in um, to see what he can kind of find out, and he keeps asking for the bad guy, essentially. Um, Jung Tao. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and he finds himself in a little bit of hot water, and he needs to explain what he's doing there.
2: Why y'all so quiet? That was childish, man. That wasn't even called for. Now, I came down here to see Junetow, because he told me to come down here because I'm his half-brother from Beijing. Me and him got the same mama. I'm black in these. We all the same. Oh, hey, man, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, you gonna kill me? All right, if you gonna kill me, put the gun down and fight me like a man. That's right, fight me like a man. Shit. Anybody can shoot somebody. That's what I'm talking about. Bag, bag, give me some room. You don't know who you're messing with. We're not that young. Which one of y'all kicked me?
0: Another classic line from (laughs) Rush Hour.
1: I enjoy that he's still standing after somebody just kicked him in the face. (laughs) Y'all. Which
0: one of y'all kicked me uh, is is the known line, but I love when he says that's not even called for. (laughs) Like I, I don't know why that's so funny to me, but like. Chris Tucker trying to talk his way out of a jam—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's guaranteed uh, comedy. Yeah.
1: Unlike some of the other movies that we've talked about in this podcast, um, they actually have the two of them and Chris Tucker with other people have banter that actually makes sense and is funny.
0: Some of the good lines, uh, so, most of the lines are really good. There was one where he has the fi- you know—as we move towards the final fight, he says—you know—earlier on, he says to Chris Tucker, "Wipe your face." And then later on, Chris Tucker says, wipe your face, you dead. Yeah. And after he's already dead, I'm like, that's, I, that I know actually, they were trying. That actually stood out to be too. That's uh, as, as like, you know, for, for a movie that had a lot of good one-liners, that was probably the worst of the one-liners. Yeah. But but overall, I agree. Like a lot of the one-liners were were significantly better than, than your typical uh, buddy cop movie.
1: Yeah. A lot of great chemistry.
0: Terrific chemistry. That kind of brings us to sort of the final showdown.
1: Yeah, the final showdown is amazing because it's in a museum with all this very old uh, Chinese art. And most of them are these giant vases, which I just love the idea of. Um, it's basically every slapstick scene ever you've ever seen in your life about like the vase. You got to catch the vase, but they've built this right. entire scene around that. Jackie
0: um, Chan is fighting the bad guys and he's trying to save all this these ancient art as well. Would you do that if you were fighting for your life, would you care about art?
1: Um it depends on the art. You know.
0: So you would sit there while you're fighting and go and judge the relative merits of that particular piece? Yeah,
1: I would look at each composition and really, you know, process and think, hey, "Is that worth saving?" You know, there's a lot of art that I don't like, but, you know, maybe if it was in like a uh record shop or like a, you know, some warehouse where they had like the original masters to certain things, maybe I'd Maybe it
0: You would try to save those, but 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 v- Ming vase is not so much. Yeah. Do you say vase or vase? I
1: say vase because I'm a normal human being.
0: Yeah, I say vase because I'm a real vase head, and I have been for a long time.
1: <laughs> um, I just think that's weird because like it has an e at the end, and you don't mm-hmm. say like f- foss instead of face uh, or boss instead you- of base.
0: You don't. You don't. Maybe you don't.
1: No, I. You don't. Why do you have a song about that? Huh? You got a song about that?
0: About fa- f- About uh. Fosses I, I do. Easy? I actually wrote okay. a song about this. Yeah, I did write a song about it. Thank you for reminding, reminding you? me. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Your vase is not your base. You have. A terrible face, Abby Barrett. A face
1: or a foss?
0: It's got a beautiful foss. Thanks. A terrible face. I wrote that song a while ago, so it doesn't... I'm going to say... Probably yeah, it's hard to remember well. the chords. They're very exactly. complicated. So what happens next? We're We're in the museum.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fighting. There's a little girl and she's got like a bunch of explosives wrapped around her. Um, and they have to um the uh, partner, the colleague who has endured much sexual harassment is now tasked yeah, with saving this little girl by clipping the right wire and uh, then um somehow jackie chan he's he's chasing one of the bad the bad guys' spoiler alert yes, who happens to be the British dude from the right. beginning of played the movie by,
0: played by Tom Wilkinson
1: yes, and uh, you think he's nice in the beginning he is not.
0: Turns Um, out he's not nice. Yeah,
1: he's a real dick. So he chases Jintao into the rafters and then is forced to drop. And uh, Carter needs to figure out a way to kind of smooth out the landing or else he will be dead and stuff. This
0: is quite elaborate stunt from Jackie Chan falling onto a curtain. (laughs)
2: Thank you, thank you. Um Man, what the hell are you doing? I'm just being polite. Well, next time be polite to my nuts. I'm sorry. Thank
0: you. That is quite, quite the stunt. And again, to, to remember that Jackie Chan really did all the stunts himself. But a couple things struck me about this finale. One, I just thought it, as we watched that clip, he kisses him. And he says, I was just being polite. And then Chris Tucker says, be polite to my nuts. That was confusing. Now, I know he probably meant, hey, you just hit me in the nuts. Don't do that. But it might be interpreted that he just asked Jackie Chan to kiss his nuts. Yeah. The other piece about the the ending there as he's chasing um, and fighting Juntao at the end is, you know, when I was a kid, you know, when you you'd watch these like kung fu movies or these action movies, you'd always have these debates, you know, who would win in a fight? you know, uh, Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris or who would win in a fight like Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think this answered the question of the classic, who would win in a fight, Jackie Chan or British character actor Tom <laughs> Wilkinson?
1: It was close though.
0: It was, your classic, like, it's the Chan Wilkinson showdown yeah. that we've all been <laughs> we've waiting all been, for.
1: For decades, we
0: were hoping for this. Um. So that kind of finished, so they win, They they get the bad guy.
1: Yep. They literally saved the girl, and this time she's a a girl and not a a woman. Um, And um, they're rewarded with a trip uh, to Hong Kong, and uh, that requires them to fly first class together on a plane. This is sort of like the celebration of the, uh, you know, finding the kidnappers, but a celebration Mm -hmm. of their friendship, and that leads us to the best
0: part. The blooper reel. Oh, do I love me a blooper reel?
2: Fifty million dollars, or you think you got Kelsey Clinton? Fifty million dollars, or you think you got Kelsey What's, what's the line? Fifty million dollars, so you think you got Chelsea is it Chelsea Kelsey? Fifty million dollars, or you think you got Chelsea Carter? Fifty million dollars? Well you think you got Chelsea Grandma? Chelsea you think you got Chelsea Clinton? Fifty million dollars, so you think you got Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> Anything goes wrong, you bust in there act like you out LAP la-la. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he cannot speak english uh the chelsea grammar I, is my favorite yeah chelsea grammar is good but like i love the, the you've got the chris tucker uh mistakes and then you've got the jackie chan miss miss stunts but boy i mean do i love a blooper? You're, you're talking to a blooper reel fan uh you know i'm a big fan of the bloopers and it's like when when they had a you know that tv show dick you know dick clark and ed mcmahon tv's bloopers and practice oh yeah jokes.
1: That was a yeah, great I used one. to
0: love that show. Except I was, I was always like, "Fuck those practical jokes! I don't need to see those practical jokes. I want bloopers." Yeah,
1: bloopers are so much better because they're in the moment. I forgot that there was a blooper reel, and when the credits started rolling, and I was like, "Oh, I'm kind of bummed. This movie's over."
0: Nope, it's not over. It's, it's not blooper over, and it, it,
1: it was just like I, I want every movie to have a blooper reel, not just the funny ones. Like I want right. like there to be, you know, at the end of like Citizen Kane, I want a fucking blooper reel.
0: Yeah. Sophie's Choice.
1: Sophie's Choice. She's like, Which one are you? I don't know.
0: I never saw that movie. I have no idea what <laughs>
1: happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I assume that there is a scene in Sophie's Choice yeah. where she goes, Which one are you? I don't know. Are
1: you Sophie or Sophia? Stephanie? What? <laughs>
0: That's yeah, maybe we'll have to cover Sophie's Choice in a future podcast.
1: I don't think there's a buddy element though.
0: Well, we'll see about that, won't we?
1: Unless it's Sophie and her choice. but
0: The buddy relationship yeah. between Sophie and her choice. Yeah. Clearly two people who have never seen the movie. Nope. But speaking of movies, we've got to the end and sort of we got a good sense of Carter and Lee's friendship. But how will that friendship compare to the friendship of Brendan Boogie and Abby Barrett? How will it compare? We will find out. Right after this.
1: And boobies, oh what? You know what, Brendan? Yes, Abby? This would be a great time for us to pause and mention our sponsors.
0: It would, but, but here's the thing. We're a new show, so we don't have any sponsors yet.
1: It's true. It's sad, but true.
0: But you know what the listener can do? What can the listener do to help us?
1: They could like and subscribe. Yep,
0: they could rate and review. They
1: could could do this on iTunes or on some other apparatus that hosts a podcast. Wherever
0: you're listening to this podcast from, rate, review, like, subscribe, whatever they allow you to do so that Abby and I can get sponsors and I can buy a big hat. I wanna buy like the biggest hat what, you've ever seen. What kind of hat? I'd like a cowboy hat, but bigger than a cowboy hat. Just a hat that that is so distractingly large. That that's what I'm gonna do with all the sponsor that money. It sounds
1: like it would be hard to wear in public, maybe?
0: Is, Not is for that the me. point? I I'd pull it off. Okay. All right. Well. So like, review, rate, subscribe, all the things that you do to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Do it to us. Do
1: it. We were superheroes. Our power would be friendship, but we are not. So the jury is still out. And we are back. My name is Abby Barrett. This is my good pal. Brendan Boogie. There we go.
0: Sorry, I'm interrupting you. That's okay. I'm I'm used to it. (laughs) Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. Yes. So we're going to dive into the friendship between Lee and Carter, And how it compares to our own friendship. So maybe it would be helpful for the listener to hear from you, Abby, how it was that we actually met. Well,
1: I think a lot of people don't know this, um, just because they, I think they assume that we kind of met each other later on in life, but we actually met in 1985 and it was at this, um, focus group for, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm -hmm. And we were there to, you know, share our thoughts about, um, this new product that was out on the market.
0: Called- I have so many thoughts about Doritos. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're delicious. And this was like the new thing, Cool Ranch. Um, but one right. of the things we talked about was um, any side effects we experienced from eating Cool Ranch Doritos. And right. I, I remember being so um, in awe of you because you had grown a second penis right. from eating Cool Ranch Doritos. and uh, But you seemed to like really take it in stride.
0: And I was, I was so brave. You to, were. To kind of just be out there just to pull it out yep. and just show everybody the second penis.
1: Yeah. One at a time.
0: One at a it was, time. It's
1: quite the right. reveal.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, which is, it was thrilling for me because, um, before that, um, I had an innie. Yes. So. I remember you telling me this. <laughs> right. So to have the cool ranch Doritos, uh, actually helped, helped it. Uh,
1: it really Well, yeah, you became, <laughs> um, comfortable in your own skin.
0: Right, and I became able to. In your own to, foreskin. Uh, yes, comfortable in my own foreskin. Mm-hmm. The Brendan Boogie story. That's I knew. I my... knew
1: that's. I was like, I want to meet that man. And find out more about what makes him tick. What's in here? What's I'm pointing here to here? my heart. Yeah, I, and, I, I, and I, your I, and your crotch.
0: And my crotch mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Well, you've got well, you got two hands. So that's how we met, but mm-hmm. l- so let's talk a little bit about Carter and Lee. I think one of the things and I think it's really to the actors credit, one of the things that is undeniable about the Carter Lee connection is chemistry. Yes. They just had such good chemistry together. They, you know, they they played off each other so well. How do you think we do in the chemistry department in terms of playing off each other?
1: I think we're very good at that. Yeah. I think that we are all Sparks. All Sparks? All Sparks, but no, no substance. substance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the awards that this movie won was uh, Best uh, On-Screen Duo from the MTV Movie Awards. Do you think you and I would have a shot at that if we made a movie together? I think... Is that a thing
1: anymore? I don't think MTV is a thing anymore, is it?
0: Does MTV exist? Can can I get my, uh, get my assistance? It, it does exist still, I think. Okay,
1: okay um yeah i think that we could win yeah i don't think that we could do a whole movie
0: you don't think we would we would make it no i think podcast is enough
1: i think sparks would fly but like not the kind
0: not in a good way not in a good way you'd, you'd run off to your trailer and i'd set your trailer on fire yeah, i think
1: you'd be you'd be intimidated by my acting prowess
0: that's probably what, yeah. what would happen yeah so. But it it raises the question that, that, that I always raise, which is which one of us is the Carter and which one of us is the Lee?
1: <sighs> Good question. Do you have any thoughts on this before I respond?
0: I think that I am probably the Carter. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm the Carter because I'm less well-liked than you. <laughs> When people spend any time with me, they tend to want to see me fail and laugh at me when bad things happen to me. Correct. And I can I, I wear the hell out of a suit. I wear yeah. the hell out of okay. it. It doesn't happen often, but I do wear the hell out of a suit, as did uh, Chris Tucker in in Rush Hour. I think you're more the Lee um, because I laugh when you fall down a lot.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I what would are your thoughts. I would agree that I am also the Lee. Um. And I think probably um because I'm more coordinated than you.
0: You think you're more coordinated than me? <laughs> Question
1: mark. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I've known to be athletic here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have
0: I have so many bruises on me that one thing my partner enjoys is finding bruises and being like, "Where did you get that?" and it's like I have no like, idea. I don't I just know. Crashed i crashed into, into something. something. Yeah. And I bruise like a bruise like a baby banana. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think that um I think my hand-eye coordination is pretty good. Years of bartending, so I'm gonna say just based on that alone, I am exactly like Jackie Chan.
0: Right, I think so too. Yeah. Or like Tom Cruise in Cocktail, which hey, maybe we'll do in a future episode. Are there buddies in that? I actually, don't know. I would
1: think it. that he's a horrible bartender in that movie.
0: Yeah, they're just because like he's not pouring fucking bottles drinks all around.
1: Yeah, he's just twirling shit. And if I were working with him, I'd be like, cool. Like, when do we serve drinks so we can actually get paid?
0: Right, exactly. You would say that to Tom Cruise while you were towering over his five-foot-four frame? Yes,
1: I would thump him over the head.
0: One of the other things of the Lee um, Carter, one of the main things about them is there's a culture clash, right? He is, you know, Carter is American and presumably from L.A. or at least lives in L.A. and Jackie Chan, or excuse me, Lee is from Hong Kong. And you and I don't have much of a culture clash ethnically. We're, we're, in fact, we're probably related. I believe we actually are related. (laughs) My mother actually did some research and there is actually some (laughs) evidence that maybe we might be related.
1: Which kind of makes a lot of sense.
0: You know, so you, you and I are actually from fairly similar ethnic background.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like, It was pretty hard for me coming from New York and meeting you from Boston. I just, I didn't really understand where you were coming from.
0: Right. You know, that was a real deep divide. It was a
1: super, yeah, it was, it was hard. We made it work somehow. I don't know how.
0: Somehow a couple of Irish white people. (laughs) Irish
1: white people (laughs) from the Northeast. The gap
0: (laughs) of of literally a four hour drive. Was- my, I remember when I was in um, middle school, we had a Japanese exchange student, and he was a very nice kid and everything. And then, when he went home, his parents kept sending my parents these elaborate gifts, which you know in Japan I guess is a very common thing. And my parent, my father, who is from Ireland was very uncomfortable with gifts and like hated it and so like basically said stop sending us gifts and i think it was just this big to do so it was like this big culture clash around the gifts whereas like if i were around back, like, i was a kid before I, I would have been like dad just take the fucking gifts yeah. like it, it, ma- it makes them happy but he's so irish and repressed yeah it's not that, that I that's was, the
1: irish catholic like yeah i didn't i didn't somehow your dad didn't deserve those gifts i didn't deserve the yeah. gift
0: right so uh-huh. so that's you know it was pretty weird, but now it's just like, yeah, just take, just take the gift. Yeah. The other, uh, one of the other elements of, you know, we talked about teaching each other to dance and who t- but, uh, they also teach, you know, Jackie Chan helps Chris or Chris Tucker fight. Has, has did anyone ever teach you how to fight? Have you ever been in a fight?
1: No, I've come close. My, my, uh, I think because I'm tall, I actually kind of mostly get left alone. Um, I've also, fun fact, we'll go from zero to, I'm so, I'm pretty even keel as, yeah. as you know, I don't flip For out sure. about stuff. Um, no. but there's been a few moments where, uh, if somebody's trying to like bully me, like I will, I, I can switch really quickly. And I think it's probably the like tall person, big mouth person, like just say shit right up front and then people will back off.
0: So even when you, when you were a kid, you never got in a fight?
1: No, I bit uh, I bit a kid's finger once in nursery school and I got in trouble even though I bit his finger cuz he had shoved my friend.
0: Yeah, and like, hey, how'd the finger get in your mouth? Like what wh- why isn't that kid being held responsible for that? Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't know. They should serve better snacks in middle school. Maybe I wouldn't or kindergarten, maybe I wouldn't have snacked on his finger.
0: It was a middle school, I was a, but
1: it? it was a self-defense thing for my yeah. friend. It was it was All revenge. Right.
0: It was was revenge. It was was sweet, sweet vengeance.
1: Have you gotten a fight?
0: Yeah, I got in one fight when I was in maybe fourth grade and I was taking karate classes at the time. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to defend myself. And um, I found that I just really, really didn't like hitting people. Yeah. And like, I don't even, you know, there wasn't even a real reason for the fight other than just to kind of, you know. And so I tried and then I ended up Crying so much because oh. I had hit somebody <laughs> <laughs> that like, like I was in sob I was like sobbing because I had punched some, and kicked somebody and so I never did that again That's never good. punched anyone again. My brother once punched me in the face um, and split my lip open and I didn't punch back because I was just so shocked at that I had been punched. So I was like and I remember getting very calm being like wow he really just punched me that really just happened.
1: I feel there's something about like. Pfft. If we were counting sibling fighting, like I just don't even count that.
0: Okay, like, that doesn't count. Yeah,
1: I have like a tiny little scar here from my brother, like put his nail between my eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, normally if he didn't if he didn't split my lip, I wouldn't have counted it. There, were, I'm sure there were. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind that of too far. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I mean, in terms of like the, how do you think Lee and Carter got through their culture clash?
1: I think they both had a common enemy you know that's sort of the playbook you know like yeah they have you know they perceive differences but there is a common enemy and and both of them are both of them are like good people and they want to do the right thing
0: do you think carter's a, Does carter give you a lot of evidence that he's a good person
1: yeah i think so
0: maybe down deep
1: no i mean like he's he... Yeah, he's definitely. Well, you know, there's a selfish element to him, but I think at the end of the day, he is, he hasn't chosen, like, whether he's actually doing the right thing or not, he's guided by what he thinks is the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, see, I think he's mostly guided by his own selfish desire, his ego, and his desire to be a big shot. I don't hmm, know that right. he, I don't know that, I don't know that he, that Carter is particularly moral. I don't know if he's particularly immoral, but I think he's so selfish and so just about his own glory that, that he'll, that for him saving the girl is secondary.
1: Yeah. His selfishness is definitely a, a character plot point, which kind of, you know, you think about your friends and, uh, your friendships and you wonder whether or not
0: they're selfish or not, which I'm, I, right, it's a constant thing of how selfish, you know, are the people around me. Right, I think about that often.
1: Yeah, well, and it's weird because I actually found a quiz online.
0: A quiz? A quiz? On this show
1: on the internet? Wow! From BuzzFeed. It's a BuzzFeed quiz.
0: Uh, oh, I, thats that's America's greatest source for for psychological for and misinformation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, to find out well, if it. you're a selfish friend.
0: All right. I Are you like ready? Take I'm going quiz. to give this quiz to you now. I can't wait.
1: Okay. Question one. This is multiple choice, by the way. Okay. Uh, your friend has discovered that her, could be me, significant other is cheating on her with her sister. Do you A. Comfort her B. Try to give her some advice based on your own experiences C. Tell her it was probably her fault for being so frigid all the time or d also sleep with her sister.
0: Yeah, this is uh it's tough because your sister's hot. I know. <laughs> um I think ultimately I am I would go a because uh, I would comfort you because I think unsolicited advice is never welcome. Okay. And I think I one of the things about me is I think I am good at not giving advice unless advice is asked of me. I generally don't give my opinion. Uh, this nice. has not always been my policy. <laughs> but like when I was younger, I would certainly be happy to give an opinion. And as as I've aged, I, I you know, so if somebody, you know, makes, a, I know makes a movie, plays a show, makes a record, I don't give a, an opinion unless I am asked in general. okay. So I would say I would comfort you. That's what I would try to do. Comfort you.
1: Okay, fair enough. Second question: Your friend has asked you to officiate her wedding and walk her down the aisle, but it's on the. I, it
0: would be it would be my honor, by the way. If, if you want to uh, make that a reality, that would, be, that would theoretical. be my honor. And I'm, sorry. I'm not sorry, we, I'm be we insulted already sent out the guest list. If it's not me, uh, there's probably but not I room. Think it's going I just, to be break my heart a little uh, bit. Maybe if around B, if some people I like have the tux and it says A, say B, say they can't it, show up, the then maybe maybe you'll get invited. Okay, anyway, but please, I interrupted. <laughs>
1: something you never do your friend has asked you to officiate her wedding and walk her down the aisle but it's on the same day as the hollywood premiere of a film you've directed which do you choose
0: yeah that's a no-brainer i do the wedding Interesting. yeah no-brainer no No. hollywood premiere is um you know it would look you know it's a side effect of looking cooler if i'm not there at my own Hollywood premiere. But no, something uh, no, a wedding is more important than a Hollywood premiere, for sure.
1: Okay, what if you like know that the marriage is not going to last?
0: Um, I'd still do it because okay. I would work that into my uh work that into the ceremony <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I once actually a couple times in my life I have officiated weddings. I officiated my brother's wedding and I officiated my cousin's wedding. And as I as I was up there, my entire family's in the room. And I was sort of like, you know, if I ever want to just sayonara this family, a few choice words here <laughs> would do the job across the board. Luckily, I, I generally like my family, but I was sort of like, wow, I am in the position right now to really ruin yeah. everything.
1: It's a great responsibility.
0: It is. And when my sister-in-law, before, um, before, right before we walked in, as I was the officiant, I turned to my sister-in-law, I said... You know, I'm making some last-minute uh, changes in the ceremony. How do you spell douchebag? <laughs> oh, God. She did not think it was funny. Uh, yeah, I
1: think brides are generally not in a humorous mood.
0: A little tense. A little of. tense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: You should try yeah, out that I, I material, though, aisle. when she has her next baby in the delivery room. See if she
0: likes right. it. Well, her 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 daughter is named douchebag, so they, oh, it's an old family name. It's pronounced dosheba it's it's an irish it's an irish name
1: it's a gaelic um Hmm. okay question three you've been offered your dream job a once in a lifetime opportunity but for reasons that aren't entirely explained you have to end your friendship with your friend with no warning or explanation do you take the dream job
0: oh wow so like i get this dream job for the rest of my life yep and i just have to ghost you yep oh wow I'm actually torn, not because I wouldn't miss you, but I would. But I really think you would be okay without me. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like in a lot you think of that ways. Like
1: three years later, I'd be like, wait, where did Brandon
0: go? <laughs> I think something. I I genuinely think I I wonder because. I mean, I think of the two of us, I'm the one more likely to reach out first if we haven't talked in a while. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. would you agree with that? Yeah. so I wonder how long it would take for you to notice <laughs> that I was gone. <laughs> I am
1: not a good reacher outer.
0: right. So but I get you know ugh,
1: oof. but yeah, no, I would be pretty bummed, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think I would, yeah, rest of our life, I would, you know, if you're saying, hey, five years, all right. I would get rid of you for five years for my dream job.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Then we'd have five years worth of stuff to talk about. That's true. I made up a third option.
1: Okay. That wasn't part of it, but sure. Okay, well. Question four. Your friend, who is me, has almost landed her dream job a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but for reasons that aren't entirely explained, you, the friend, will have to get your junk waxed once a month for two years while a panel of scientists watch from an observation deck... Because that's just how that works.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no problem. Oh really? I'd happily, okay. I'd happily do that. Right. Yeah, it's pretty I painful might do that anyway. Have you done yeah, it? But I mean, it's, but but uh, physical pain, I, I'm I actually very have a I you know, when these sort of hypotheticals come up, physical pain is never a deterrent for me, like because I I guess I just have a high. Pain threshold, and I also like physical pain is temporary.
1: I think that you need to go get your junk waxed, and then we'll have this conversation.
0: Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Thirty minutes later,
1: <laughs> you wish it was thirty. That was ago. not good, Abby.
0: That was not good. I take it all. And back. yes, I have a waxer that's third. That's fifteen minutes away, so it yeah. took me fifteen minutes to get there. They wax in a minute, and then I ran back in the fourteen minutes. Yeah. that's how that thirty minutes. And you're sitting out.
1: down comfortably.
0: Sitting down comfortably and and just bleeding everywhere.
1: All right. Last question. Uh, This is multiple choice. Okay. Your friend has found out that she has only one month left to live, but she wants to spend every night that month listening to Steely Dan and watching Friends. Do you, A, sit back, relax, and feel the Fagin, no complaints, B, enjoy the time you have left, but sort of ruin it by not being open-minded about how good both of those things are, or C accidentally smother your friend with a pillow
0: well my, my one logistical question is are we listening to steely dan and watching friends at the same time
1: no we're like toggling it's, oh it's, see i
0: think i would prefer if it were at the same time because that would somehow improve both
1: okay but you're not the one dying so you don't get to choose
0: so you so you, but so you want me to spend every night of a month with you watching friends and listening just to, to to steely dan yes for a month
1: for a whole month
0: can it be february can it be a shortest month
1: <laughs> no it's gonna be january
0: january god damn it um yeah i mean i think can i can i do i have any um do i have any input in the playlist like can i can we hmm. how many times does any major dude come up
1: i mean as it being one of the best songs that steely dan wrote that one oh, comes god. up a lot
0: such a horrible song um yeah i damn you abby i would do it <laughs> yes damn you i win I, I would i would do i but i wouldn't be uh silent no i, okay. I wouldn't all right so you're picking option I b i pick b option b which is i'll do it but i'll but make you make it clear you'll, yeah that i'm not happy for it. exactly okay in the in the afterlife
1: so i think based on your answers you are mostly an unselfish friend mostly
0: I think that's, thank you. I think that that would be true. So, I mean, at the end of the day, so we've got the Lee and Carter friendship. We've got the Barrett Boogie friendship. We've tested both. The only thing left is, which one is the better friendship? Which one? The verdict. When we return. This is Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. Listen to Abby Barrett's brand new song, I Will Let You Know, featuring Greg Hawks from The Cars. You remember The Cars? They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe Abby will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. Probably not, but hey, you should still listen to the song at abbybarrett.bandcamp.com. Speaking of awards, you can watch my award winning feature film directorial debut, Sundown, on Amazon. It's about a family dealing with dementia it's funny it's sad it's all the boogie that you ever wanted that's on amazon sundown and this has been bud plugs thank you
1: buddies we are back with we're too old for this podcast with brendan boogie and i'm abby barrett and it's time for the verdict
0: it is time for the verdict. I'm, you know, so this is where the portion of the show where we determined whether our fr- how our friendship holds up to the buddy cop friendship of detectives Carter and Lee. What do you think? you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think our friendship is better than Carter's mm. and Lee's friendship. I think, and not only that, I'm going to say it's much better. Interesting. I don't really see, the, other than they both enjoy Motown music, but so do you and I both enjoy Motown That's music. True. They both have giant egos, or even Carter has giant. I have a giant ego. <laughs> we have all yeah, the I same things. You don't think Jackie
1: thing. Chan's character has an ego.
0: No, I guess he's not super ego. Just like me. Yeah. Just like you. <laughs> so... I think we have, and also, like, I think we have, our friendship has all that their friendship has, but so much more. Okay. Do you think Detective Carter would miss a Hollywood premiere to go to Detective Lee's wedding? I say not.
1: I say you're correct.
0: Is he going to, do you think he would get his, his junk waxed so that Detective Lee, I, 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 I say not. <laughs> I say no such thing. I'd say no such thing. So I think our friendship ha- is deeper. I think our friendship is has got more kindness and more generosity to it. I think overall, it's not even close. I think, you know, we've done a few of these movies so far. I think it's not even close. We have by far the better friendship than Detective Lee and Detective Carter. I'm going to go with Barrett and Boogie are better. You do know that they
1: made a Rush Hour 2 and 3, though, right?
0: Well, in future... I'm talking based just on Rush Hour. Maybe in future episodes we'll revisit sequels after we've watched every single franchise, (laughs) which will take us a while. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, maybe as we revisit sequels, they can come closer to us. But right now, Rush Hour, the original one, they don't hold a candle to Barrett and Boogie, baby.
1: (laughs) I'm going to surprise you
0: by saying that I agree with you.
1: I'm not surprised. What? <laughs> um, I think that their their friendship is based in a common goal, which they both approach for different reasons, um, and then eventually for the same reason. Um, but yeah, I think that they would not have been friends otherwise, which I guess kind of makes sense for a lot of the, you know, for Tango and Cash and
0: etc. But lethal weapon, we, the buddy, yeah. the buddy cop, oeuvre.
1: Yeah, I I will say that they that they do take care of each other. Um, and there's that great fight scene where they're just so in sync. It's almost like they're like physically more in tune than emotionally. I think they get each other on a more physical level and I'm not.
0: They, yeah, maybe I think you make a good point that they have sort of a chemistry that, you know, but friendship is about more than chemistry. I think I think chemistry is an important element, but I think a true friendship is about sacrifice, yeah. about putting the other person, other person first. And I think at no point. Would Carter or, quite frankly, Lee put the other one first be behind before their own goals, their own mission? Mm-hmm. And I think in that way they fall short.
1: Um, but they do have a; co- they are both Motown heads, which is a common expression that normal, it's tr- human beings use to describe people who like Motown music.
0: It's true; it's 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 your classic Motown head.
1: Yeah, right. you know, you go to all those like so- Motown head shows where they're all like, "Hey, man, try the LSD." Aretha Franklin sounds so good on it.
0: Aretha Franklin sounds good no matter what you're on.
1: Well, yeah, but if you're a Motown head, it sounds especially good.
0: Especially good. Mm. So I think we have, other than the fact that we've determined that Motown head is a great common phrase used by people all the time.
1: It, but, yeah, not by robots. Yep.
0: Our verdict is we agree. Carter and Lee. can Suck it. <laughs> they're, they can suck it. Their friendship is not as good as Barrett and Boogie.
1: We need like a gavel.
0: We do. We need a gavel sound effect. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll do it right a now. Gavel sound clock, effect.
1: clock, clock. That's what a gavel a sounds like, right?
0: That's a good one. Okay. The verdict has been delivered. But what if we were Carter and Lee?
1: Barrett and Boogie, reenact the scene from a motion picture, but change the
0: words a little bit. No, that doesn't work. We're too old for this podcast. Intro take one. Hello everybody, this is my very good buddy, Babby Barrett. <laughs> oh.
1: Bobby Barrett?
0: That's a few too many bees. Uh. Oh. Hello everybody, this is my good booby. <laughs> my good booby
1: oh. oh, if that's your good booby, I'd hate to see your
0: bad booby.
2: No, right? <laughs>
0: hello everybody this is my boot buddy (laughs) okay are you are you just doing this on purpose to make a funny blooper reel (laughs) my boot buddy babby barrett
1: (laughs) seriously are you having a stroke or something
0: welcome to we're too old for this podcast
1: ow did you just hit me with nunchucks
0: I'm so sorry. I meant to miss.
1: Why are you doing stunts? This is a podcast.
0: Look, if we're going to make a fun, exciting podcast, we're going to occasionally get hit with nunchucks. It's inevitable.
1: No, it's not.
0: All right, relax, Abby. We'll talk about it after the car crash stunt. The what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a ridiculous, hilarious blooper. Am I right, Abby? <laughs> Abby? Is she unresponsive? Okay, let's take five guys. <laughs> okay. Can someone call 911 real quick? Vavvy <laughs> Barrish. Ah, that's too funny. Hey, buddies! If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at wearetoooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.